everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, Pete Wright. Are you anxious? <laughs> are you feeling, are you nervous? Are you anxious? Well, I am a little bit. As soon as you call it out, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wasn't. Thanks. We are talking all about uh, anxiety and the ADHD student today, and uh, we're going to try and do it without evoking any panic attacks. You know, stress, flop sweats. That reminds me of a funny story because I think, I don't remember if I shared this on the show or not, but I forgot my son at football practice. Did I share that? (laughs) No, my goodness. Yeah, no. yeah. So at the beginning of practice or the beginning of the season, typically my my husband would pick him up and, you know, drop him off and pick him up. Well, this one particular night, I needed to be the one to do that. So no problem. I drop him off. I say, okay, I'm going to be here uh, even a little early. I'm going to be here like 10 minutes to eight. And uh, uh. he's like, okay, great. So I come home and you know, I'm, I made dinner and I, I'm relaxing and I'm sitting in my chair with my iPad watching Dr. Oz. Just chilling. Just chilling. <laughs> just chilling. And it's 8.15. <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, I wonder why it's so quiet. <laughs> Where is everybody? And uh, and then it dawned on me. It's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, Paige, hurry, hurry up, hurry up. We got to go get Jaden. We got to get Jaden. And so, you know, panic and, yeah, anxiety driven driver, uh, anxi- anxious driver on the road. Yeah, right. It's like, slow down. I'm like, okay. So, anyway, I, I go and I pick him up. He's the last one. He's totally sitting there by, you know, sitting by the fence, typical 13-year-old looking at me, you know, like, oh, my gosh. I'm uh, Coach is there waiting, you know, with him patiently, and I felt terrible. Oh, my goodness. Um, and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's never happened again. Well, then, like a couple of days later, my husband says, so I, I was thinking about something. I don't even remember how the conversation came up, but he goes, well, are you worried you're going to forget about picking up Jaden again? Uh- <laughs> I looked at him, and I'm like, I wasn't even thinking about that, but Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> so your little comment reminded me of that. That's horrible. I'm it so was. sorry. Well, I take it back. This one's on your husband. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but the topic that we're going to talk about is very serious and and dear because I certainly do have anxiety issues. I, yes. I, I admit it. I, uh, we are, I, me too. I can't, I'm looking forward to getting into this sort of, uh, before we do that, uh, <laughs> head over to take control, ADHD.com, get to know us a little bit better. Listen to the show right on the website, subscribe to the mailing list or, uh, look for us right on iTunes and uh, subscribe for free. Make sure you don't miss a single episode. You can call us at 503-664-4ADD, 503-664-4ADD and connect on Twitter and Facebook at take control ADHD. And love, if love you feel like it, leave a review. Yeah, we would love to see love to see yeah. some reviews in there. That's uh, we appreciate that. It's very motivating, and it helps other people sure. find the show uh, when they are looking for their ADHD support. That's right. We have just a little bit of follow up uh, from uh, some of the money management, the digital episode. Um, which uh, was fantastic. Rick writes in with a recommendation for You Need a Budget. Youneedabudget.com, Y-N-A-B. It's software for uh, Mac and Windows and iOS and Android. And, you know, it, it really seems like it's a cross between something like Quicken as a, as a 
like transaction management tool. Uh, but it sounds from Rick like it's they've they've really nailed the automation part, which I think is a really important thing. As you remember me talking about, it's really important not to have too much distress over. He says the basic concept is to accumulate one month expenses, a month of expenses, and begin the program by using that money to pay your bills for the following month. A great stress reducer. I took money out of my savings in order to get started. It's great for people with variable income because you have a full month to adjust your budget to meet your expenses if your income dips during a current month. You can make your budget categories as granular as you want, and you can manage multiple accounts. It also imports Quick and Web Connect files from my credit union, which is also handy. One of the best features is the iOS and Android apps that allow you to enter transactions on the go which then sync to your desktop program via Dropbox fully encrypted. The app geolocates your transactions, so it learns where you make your purchases and automatically enters the vendor in the app as you enter the other details of the transaction. Great for my ADD because Mm -hmm. I don't have to look for and gather up receipts later for entry into the program. Multiple users in the household can sync with the same account if you wish. I've loved it so much that I've gifted it to three of my friends and my sister who is on a very limited income and now says it feels like she somehow has more money. Oh, that's great. Right. What she has is stress relief and more control over her over money. money. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much, Rick. I, I uh, took a look at the app and it's really very cool. I love, um, you know, I just love that, that it fits with the, the concepts that we've been talking about, which is to pay yourself, pay ahead, right. And, and to move ahead and, and, uh, um, and, and not overwhelm yourself with detail. This is an app that it looks like really has the opportunity to overwhelm yourself with detail, detail if you're not careful, but it also does the automation stuff. That's really, really important. So sounds mm-hmm. like a good, recommendation from Rick. You know, Thanks for writing in. I love that. And and you know something I learned in this last month since I've been working on my budget? Um, I realized, I wrote a blog post. The very last blog post that I wrote about with the money management was how to pay attention to your finances, how to remember, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because I was telling my husband, I, th- I, I think, and this seems so obvious because you've talked about it where how you and your wife sit down weekly and go over your finances. And I think that the the mistake that I've made is that I will set up a budget and then I just sort of like forget about it. Like I don't really keep tabs on it throughout the month. And that's like the been the biggest lo- learning lesson for me is that if I really want to stay within my food budget, I have to pay attention to how much money I'm spending on food. Right. And and that is a conscious effort. It's not just to set the budget at the beginning of the month and then at the end of the month, see how you did. You can't do that. Yeah. You know, like so many things we talk about on the show, budgeting is another one of those things that is not a destination. Right. It is is the journey. It is constant. Uh, And you're never finished. You're never finished with your budget because your finances are always going to change. Maybe they don't change month to month, but quarter to quarter, half to half, year to year, you got to stay on top of it. So um, I think that's a great observation. All right, let's talk about anxiety. It makes you now segue. (laughs) Yeah, because that whole money thing makes me anxious. So I want to, I want to know how to deal with it. (laughs) Let's do it. I, and I'll tell you, I, this anxiety stuff, it it does make me a little anxious. I, I haven't had any full on panic attacks in a while, but I used to get them to the point where I would like lose sight. I would like go blind for 10 minutes, uh, like literally full on tunnel vision. Can't see, have to lie down. It was, it was bad. I, I, the, when I have gotten them, it's been the, um, almost fainting feeling where I, you know, literally will almost faint. Yeah. You just have to like pull over the car (laughs) if you're driving, like there's no way forward. 
Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, specifically, I want to talk about. Um, I mean, we're going to talk about, I shouldn't say it's specific because it's really actually quite general. But the reason that I bring it up is because I see anxiety with college students. And, um, you know, we're talking about back to school. We're talking about um, college, you know, I coach college kids and adults. I should say they're not kids. They're adults. What am I saying? Uh, they're you, 18 and you, over. You know what is so is so stressing? And I'll, I won't interrupt again. I'll let you get through it. Oh, but, no. but, but my daughter comes home from school the other day, you know, eighth grade. And she says, oh, my gosh, I'm really worried about this friend of mine. She didn't show up to lunch. And I found her afterwards. I said, where were you for lunch? She said, I was in the bathroom crying. I was having a panic attack. Eighth grade. Oh. She's already having panic attacks. So, oh, my gosh be aware. Oh, that Don't, breaks my heart. Yes. Cause by the time you get to college, oh my goodness, they just magnify. So now, well, now they you. do. And that's what I was going to say is that, I mean, if you put it in the context of a college student or, you know, going for their degree, there's testing anxiety, there's social anxiety, there's general, just overall general anxiety of being, you know, too overwhelmed, too much to do, not knowing how to manage their time, being on the, their own for the first time. I mean, there's just all of these different um, components that, that, can add stress and, you know, anxiety can be devastating. And so, um, I have just a few things to kind of talk about, but the first thing I really want to, to emphasize is that if you feel like you have anxiety, um, and I guess it's being aware of it. What does it feel like? You know, do you worry a lot? Do you feel it in your body? Like we were talking about earlier, are you having panic attacks where you can't see or you start to faint or you just, your heart starts beating and you're just worrying, right? Um, can't get something off of your mind, can't sleep. I mean, there's a lot of different components or um, side of, not side effects, but um, symptoms. What am I symptoms. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Talk to your doctor. Oh, you know that that yeah. is so important. Um, well, it, for for a number of reasons, I think too. The, you know, for me, it was. I remember taking a long drive, and I was having a, a panic attack, and it, I, it was very new to me, the experience, and I thought I was having a heart attack, and um, so I went straight into my doctor, and he gave me an electrocardiogram. And said, you are not having a heart attack. You're having a panic attack. And let's talk about what that is. And now we can figure out, like, let's figure out some strategies. What was going on in your mind? What was, what were you experiencing? You know, what are the things that, that trigger this phys physical feeling for you? Because I'll bet dollars to donuts, people don't know that they're having a panic attack. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, you thought I, you had a heart attack. Yeah, I didn't really know. I, I didn't know that I had this the generalized anxiety disorder right, as a result. Right. Of this. I didn't even know what it was. I thought I, I was having either. a heart attack. Right? It just when it triggers it, and knowing allows you to have that conversation with either other professionals or family and friends, just to 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 really get it out in the open and understand what you're experiencing. So important. Well, and you know, I was probably, I was probably 41 when I was diagnosed with the general anxiety disorder. And it was, a you know, I went into the doctor and I filled out the little anxiety depression test and I failed. <laughs> <laughs> I failed. I, I know, right? And I wasn't expecting to fail. I mean, that's the thing is that you say you don't really know that that's what it is. It's like, I didn't, I, I didn't know, I, you know, I, I've had these feelings forever since I was young and, but yet I didn't know that that's what it was. I always thought that I was just an analyzer. <laughs> Seriously, that I remember going through college thinking, well, I just analyze things. Oh, I overanalyze stuff. That's, it's just, just me. Yeah. I oh never really goodness. thought of it as, I just thought I like to pick things apart. <laughs> Oh my God. I pick up to the part where I break out in a flop sweat and can't right. speak. 
I know. And I worry. Yeah. So, and I don't mean to laugh. I'm laughing at me. I'm not laughing at, you know, you, anybody you, that has this. You I have to. Know. It's terrifying, but you eventually you have, you get to the point where you have to. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing is you got to get help. If you notice these kinds of things, you know, if you're relating to what Pete and I are talking about, or you just know something's not quite right, I really encourage you to go talk to your doctor, especially if you've been diagnosed with ADHD. And I'll tell you why. Um, the statistics show that it's very common to have anxiety and ADHD together. In fact, about 30 to 40% of people who have ADHD have some kind of anxiety. So it is not, you know, they're not going to be surprised if, if you say, gosh, I'm starting to feel some, you know, anxiety or anxious feelings, um, be honest with them. If you want to take medication, definitely be very honest with, with the doctor about what you're feeling so they can get you on the right kind of medication and, and treat both, both things. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that is a doctor, you know, conversation. That's not a, that's not a conversation you have with your ADHD coach. That is definitely something you need to, you know, see a doctor, your, your therapist, psychiatrist, whatever, um, to get the right, uh, medication for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, what I want to kind of talk about is a little bit about my personal experience, some of the things that I have found that is that have helped, um, but then also things that I've that I see uh, with my students, the the the, the uh, college students that I coach, um, exercise, self care. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so important, um, especially when you're trying to manage not only your ADHD but your anxiety. Um, you know, if you're not getting any exercise, if you're eating poorly, and I mean eating processed food, eating fast food, um, not paying attention to, um, you know, just your general health, uh, getting no sleep. That's a huge issue for many 80 years. Um, your anxiety is going to increase. It's going to get worse, you know? And so what we want to do is the opposite, uh, and, and make it, make you feel better. And, uh, you can do that by getting the right exercise, by eating a clean diet, um, you know, trying to get enough sleep. I know that that's really hard for a lot of people. Um, but, and then having a really strong balance, I think between having fun activities and school or fun activities, school and work, you know, depending on what kind of situation you're in. Um, but you got to take care of yourself. Uh, it's, it's amazing the difference that it makes. And, and I would just add, it's amazing how quickly you can make a difference. Oh, isn't that true? It's unbelievable. I mean, like in a day, I mean, you go walk for 30 minutes and I, you will feel better. I mean, you just will. It makes a big difference and it is, it's a quick thing. You can definitely. And it it doesn't take that long. If you're used to, you know, a a diet of fast food, it doesn't take that long to stop. Like, you know, you'll start noticing a difference in 72 hours, 96 hours of getting some of that sodium out of your system. Some of that, some of those sugars, clearing the sugars out of your system. Those are drinking more water. Yes. You know, just flush, flush the nastiness out of your system. And I think, you know, I, I don't want to belabor the sugar conversation too much, but the the sugar is a, is a big deal with relationship to, to, I think panic attacks and, and just being able to, to get through these rational, irrational bursts of, of, you know, physiology. Um, so, so really, really important stuff. And I think that really with that, you just have to do a little bit of planning. You know, you may, if, if you really, um, if you're new to what clean eating is, and if you're new to how to, you know, get that sugar out of your diet, do some research. I mean, there's a lot of great, um, articles out there, a lot of great documentaries that you can watch. Um, so you might have to do your little, you know, do a little bit of research up front, do a little bit of planning, 
Um, you know, we talked about, I have a blog post that was just a couple of weeks ago about how to meal plan to save money. Um, but it's also meal planning will help you, you know, have a more nutritional diet too. Um, so check that out. Uh, but yeah, so I, you know, self, self care is huge. Um, and then something that helped with me is really kind of consciously making a choice on where I was going to focus my thoughts. And, and what I mean by that is if I feel anxiety, I, I call it out and I will definitely have a conversation with myself. People, I, you know, you might think I'm crazy, but I'll be like, I'm feeling anxious or I'll share it with my husband and I'll say, you know, I've got this pit in my stomach. I'm feeling anxious. I, I'm not sure. Sometimes I can figure out what it is. And then sometimes I can't, like, sometimes I can't figure it out. Um, but when I am feeling that way, I really try to focus on positive energy. Um, I won't watch the news. I won't read anything that's negative. I, um, really make a purpose or, an intention to just have positive thoughts around me. I'll have a conversation with my kids or I'll go out and play with them or, um, you know, read something that's inspirational. I, I really look for ways to, to kind of pull in the positive and stay away from anything that's negative. And it helps. It really does help. It, it stops you from going into that rabbit hole. And the news, I swear, can be like the worst trigger ever. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's <laughs> terrible. And, and so, you know, I, for me, it's, it's always just find, find any way that I can to stop the noise around me. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just, you know, turn off the radio, turn off the the TV, turn off the computer, get to a quiet place and, and just focus on breathing, you know, because this is, this is that space where you need to get into your kind of meditative state in order right. to bring yourself back down to a state of calm. Do you don't want to introduce anything that could surprise you, right? No, you just find whatever is the most predictable location that you can to just stop and, and, and retreat, uh, because, that is is interesting one of the things that my doctor suggested um was when i get into this in when i find myself in this space to to find a way to walk around um very slowly outside and do something super repetitive like um stick my, stick my arms out to my side you know like vitruvian man right to, out to the side and move them in small circles straight out to my side something oh, super really? repetitive that um that is tiring eventually or or do the same thing holding your hands up over your head and just walk in a straight line 20 paces turn around do the same thing coming back and and um just while doing that try to slow your breathing right and this is this is if you don't get them like me where you where you lose your vision you know your visual acuity you don't want to be walking in a straight line if you can't actually see um, <laughs> right but these these small motions actually help you um find that space of predictability and and uh, um and, and it's it's just exhausting enough that it it forces your body to kind of regain control interesting yeah it works really well i'll have to try that yeah. When I'm not dizzy. You should do that. Yeah. No. <laughs> Vertigo. Again, bad time to bad thing. Yeah. try anything yeah. when you're waving like your arms that. around like a maniac. Yeah. Well, and the last thing that I have to say, and you can add anything that you would like to with Pete, Pete, with Pete, Pete, either you, way, with Peter, whatever. Peter, either one of us will chime in. <laughs> That's right. Um, I think 
this is really important for me is to surround myself with positive people, um, to talk with people that will understand who aren't judging me. Um, and I think it's a domino effect when you're around people who are really positive, that joy is contagious. If you talk to somebody who already is sort of in negative in their nature and you talk to them about this, it's just going to get worse. It's going to get worse. So kind of pick who you want to talk to. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Because you don't want to you don't want to stay in that pile of of you know anxiety. You want to get out of it, right? And you know the the challenge that I find is that if you're if you're experiencing a panic attack, there's a reason, right? There's a there's something in your life that's causing you to do that. Something is particularly weighing on you. Something heavy, and just one panic attack, getting over one panic attack, might not resolve the source of your stress. So I would just add, when you surround yourself with positive people, pick one or two of those positive people to explain what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And and tell them what you need when you're going through this because uh, having other positive you know people around you can help talk you down and, oh, and explain yeah. to them how to remind you to find peace. Explain to them how to help you count down from ten to get your breathing slower. Explain to them to remind you to walk in a straight line with your arms over your head. Like tell them the things that that you know that will help you get over this space because likely you you may find yourself on a bit of a roller coaster. You know you'll have one, you'll have another. If, if you don't really kind of figure it out. So I, I just, I think that anxiety accountability partner is, mm-hmm. is probably pretty important. Well, I, you know, just to add to that, I think it's also important for you to share with them, um, what kind of feedback you're looking for, because I have certain people in my life who just want to fix things. And sometimes I can't, or I don't want to hear a solution. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's important to be, you know, open to that, that if you're not looking for a solution, be open to that and let them know, okay, I'm not looking for you to fix this. I just need to talk about it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think that that, that at least makes a difference for me um, because, you know, some things just, I don't want to fix it or I don't, you know, I don't care right now to fix it or whatever. Yeah, right I mean, now I know. just need my heart rate down into a normal <laughs> yeah, range. Right exactly. now I just need to remember how to breathe. Yeah. yeah I, I don't need yeah. to problem solve yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That can come later. So, um, anyway, so that's all I have with the anxiety, but just a couple things to tell people that are coming up on the blog that, that do definitely relate, um, to what we've talked about today. Um, I'm going to have a post that's called, um, oh gosh, now I can't remember the title. I don't have time to exercise. (laughs) How did I forget that? Because I use that excuse all the time. So it's, uh, yeah, I don't have time to, to exercise. And so I've got 10 different tips on how to get that exercise into your daily life. Um, and then the second post I have, um, I was, I, I was honored to interview a teacher who is going to give us some ideas and thoughts, um, from her perspective on how to help your child succeed in school, um, with the child that has ADHD. So, oh, uh, and her, her son has ADHD herself. So she's not only a teacher, it's not only that perspective, but it's also from a perspective of a mom. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, and when do so those, those go, both go live this week? Yes, this week. Excellent. So take a look at that. And don't forget, when you get over to the ADHD blog, make sure you subscribe to it. Uh, and you can make sure if you subscribe to it, there's a little link right there on the blog. Subscribe to it, and then you'll make sure that you, uh, every time we post a new post or article on the blog, you will get it in your email inbox. So you don't have to worry about coming back to the page every time. It comes straight to you. And you remember how last week you were like, now don't you post like two times? And I'm like, no, usually I post one time. And now you're posting two times. This week I'm posting two times. (laughs) (laughs) 
Bonus so you post. never know. You, you never, never know. know. It's it's a mystery. It is a mystery. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us for this conversation. Uh, we, uh, As always, we are not medical professionals. Please talk to your doctor if you're experiencing these issues um, because it's really important to wrap your head around it and get your body back in control. So um, really, really uh, uh, Godspeed on this stuff. Uh, we, we appreciate you listening. Thank you so much for downloading. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. 